Hello and welcome to No Time to Grind. It's the podcast for the busy gamer. I am the indestructible god, Michael, and as always, I am joined by scrying the top two cards, Matthew. And I'm going to put this one on top. Good luck and with that. <laughs> he has summoning sickness. It's Adrian. <laughs> is that what summoning sickness sounds like? <laughs> sure. Uh, it is episode 30 of No Time to Grind. Yay! And every Yay! 10 episodes, we get special. We, we do, do something fun. Something a little different. Yeah. And this fortnight, it was Magic the Gathering. The card game made by Wizards of the Coast. Has it always been made by Wizards of the Coast? I assume so. I assume so as well. But I would not be able to know, tell you for certain. I, I cannot give you a history lesson right now, sorry. Oh, should Let we me try? <laughs> <laughs> do we want to get into that after the news? I mean... Yes, of course. Uh, let's let's talk. I'm I'm gonna quickly just a quick story. It's not news. It's a story. All right. Yeah. So a modder fixed alien colonial marines. I I saw something about this. What yeah. What did they fix? Like the the AI. So yeah, there was a typo. They had a they literally had a typo that went um when uh xenomorph an alien uh was would exist. Uh, when it went to get its tactics, its tactical positioning, at artificial intelligence, it, there was a uh, misspelling, and so it did nothing. And so instead it would just beeline towards you to attack you, instead of actually being a sneaky boy. And apparently it is immediately recognisable in your first encounter. You can see, they crawl, they flank you using vents and holes. I... So maybe, maybe we should play this next. Uh, I was going to say that could it, be a good. Uh, that, next, that could be like, a good game. Round of picks. That's uh, weird though. Like, so it was just in the code. They just like said something instead of something else, and yep. so it was just running. It was like erroring or something and running straight towards you rather than. Yes. This is breaking news as well. <laughs> Someone wrote about it eighteen minutes ago. Yeah. So attach. So in, essentially, they said attached to tether. But they spelt tether wrong. They spelt tether like feather oh. <laughs> instead of tether. Uh, That's classic, <laughs> like video game coding, or just coding in general error. Why is it not working? Oh, I put I put it. And have they put out a mod for use? They're gonna like play it like this now. Yes, uh, I think the announcement was made on the mod DB page for Aliens Colonial Marines. Right. Um. Yeah. Uh, I think no, I don't. I'm afraid I don't have the name of the modder right now. Sorry, but apparently he's a very passionate guy who wanted to overhaul the whole Colonial Marines. So look, it sounds like he's doing it. Sounds so like he's patch, doing a damn good job. So are they saying that this patch just changes like that and maybe like some other things? But no, no, it's a few other things. It's but- it's called. Uh, here we go. Templar GFX's uh, Aliens, Colonial Marines overhaul. And it fixes... It's like this game is now what it was kind of meant to be. It's it's a lot of things. Uh, yes, it's how it should have been when it first released. It's got shaders, the materials first line. and particles yeah, have been it's, fixed. It's everything. So there we go. Maybe we'll... Uh, maybe... Uh, maybe uh, I'm definitely going to consider this now. Do you think Gearbox will go, oh, crap, and and just patch it? No, I don't think I think I don't. Th- I'm gonna be a cynic here, and I don't think anyone 
who works on this, worked on this. Like, I, I don't think it's taking any space in their working. I don't think they ever talk about it. I don't think they think about it. <laughs> but if it's as simple as a typo and the servers are still running... I think it depends on how much this news, like, breaks. Like, this is new relatively and i've only found it because you know i'm like oh, I love aliens well we played a bunch of colonial marines when it came out we, like pre-ordered it i think i had the collectible edition and you did yeah. and you were no, like I've got... i am buying this off of you i was like oh okay. yeah that's all right i was like i i must have got it somehow because i have yeah. it <laughs> um and then we played it like we, we sat like we landed um oh then... good times when i would sleep over at your house and you'd force me to watch pulp fiction at midnight Good times. The Good best times. way to experience the movie, some might say. <laughs> it's Not too, me. too expensive, this game. It's 29 US dollars. Apparently, How the reason that this came up is because apparently it was there was a thread recommending it for th- less than $3 during the Steam sale. Ah. So, well, well that's cool. Um, yeah, it might be worth picking up now. Hopefully... Or like, might be worth going back and playing even. Yes, maybe. What's what else have we got on the news? I want to say let's move from one revitalized game to another, but I'm not entirely certain that's true. But I feel like it might be Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. This isn't necessarily uh, news, but I just want to talk about. I've picked up Pokemon Go again. I played it when it first came out. Apparently, not enough. If you ask Matthew, correct. But gone. Uh, but I played it, and then it faded away um and i feel like for a lot of people like it came out and everyone had it and probably unless you're a really big fan it probably hasn't been in your life until pokemon let's go was announced and they're like you can trade your pokemon go pokemon and i'm like i need to play this game again then see if i can get some cool stuff and i have got some cool stuff already i think um but i was so i picked it up again and where i I don't go out often apart from going to work. Um, and I park in a different spot than I used to. And when I was playing this, whatever it was, a year ago or whenever, when it started, I would walk past like two or three stops. But now I park in a different spot and there's no poker stops on the way. Uh-huh. So, And I don't get any Pokemon just sitting at work. The only places I get Pokemon if I'm not mobile is at home. And I get three and then that's it. Um. But I, the other day, I was like, I'm going to take the dog for a walk. And I was like, well, I've picked up po- like Pokemon Go again. I might as well play it while I'm walking. And Pokemon Go is like, and this might not be a revelation to anyone else, but it kind of is to me. Pokemon Go is like 10 times better when you're on the move. Yeah. it's uh, What's it called? What's the second word? <laughs> go, <laughs> as in go get some Pokemon. Yeah, like go. Like I. It's totally true. I have a lot of, you know, I've I've spoken to you. I'm a big advocate for the game. I'm not going to say it's like a good game because uh, I don't know how I actually, if I was to say, is this a good game? It's a game that I play a lot daily, forever. Shit, I actually, right now I need to, dang, I got to get my, do I get Snorlax today? I don't think so. I got to put in my quest. I keep a quest. I'll do a quick quest. Oh, there we go. No. No Snorlax today. Anyway. <laughs> Pokemon Go Live. Uh, so I play it a lot, but when you're just, it's not a game that you can really do at home 
and it's a game that used to do nothing for me at work because nothing used to spawn at my work, but now things do spawn at my work. And I work in a very large like campus, and so for my lunch break, I'll spend half an hour walking around. Generally takes me two days to hatch an egg. So it it gets going, which is good. Um, yeah, like it's completely changed. Like I'm like, now I want to go for walks. I found a little route because there's no poker stops that are really like close to my house. Um, but um, if I take the dog for a walk, there's a little route I can take that's like a solid like half an hour walk. So I did that. And it was good. And I, look, again, not important to anyone else, but important to me, beat my first, dun- uh, not dungeon, gym. And like, it was like, woo, now I have a badge. I'm a, I'm a big boy. I'm ready for the big leagues. I'm uh, Sorry to break it to you, but you can technically get a badge just from swiping the gym. Okay, no. Well, I, I definitely beat, there was a Gyarados there and I killed it. It was a That's thousand. Gyarados. I'm Gyarados, yes. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. you you've made your first steps, and I'm very um, proud of you. Now, I want to say the thing that made me start moving was because I had something like 250 Pokeballs, and I was like, cool. All I have to do is sit at home and pick up a few Pokemon every now and again. And then Matt was like, you don't need 250 Pokeballs. You only need 50. I was like, because uh, you were sending me a gift, but I had no space left in my inventory. And so I was like, okay, I'll listen to the guy who knows everything about this game. Removed like a hundred, just like trashed hundred and fifty Pokeballs. Oh, and then I ran out because I wasn't moving to PokeStops to pick up new ones. And all I was getting was like some from gifts from Matt and some other friends. And um, I was like, this game is zero percent fun now because I can't catch anything and I don't like I can't get Pokeballs. So I was like, all right, I'll go for a walk. And so. I'm still not getting enough Pokeballs. Like, I've still run out again. But I feel like if I go for a walk every day, pick up Pokeballs, pick up Pokemon, uh, it'll be a good experience. And it is, like, a little more fun now that there is um, trading and, like, friend interaction. Yeah, and sending each that's other really good. Um, so it's definitely... I'm glad I picked it up again, and I'll probably play it a bunch more just casually. I'm actually making a video that I'm going to put on YouTube. It's the next video I'm putting up about Pokemon Go. And uh, unbeknownst to Michael, he has mm. contributed a bit. Oh. He, you sent me an audio, a little audio clip oh. of, <laughs> uh, of the Pokey rap, and I'm going to use that to my advantage. You're welcome. Yes. Uh so, and it will teach you how to play the game and how to win the game because those are two separate things. That's Pokemon Go. Uh, that's, a, that's a small a small review or just... Small my, review of Pokemon Go. My uh, experiences over the last, like, couple of weeks. That's okay. It's a nice story. I, I liked hearing it, but that's because I like Pokemon Go. Uh, let's keep talking about Nintendo, though. Uh, someone hacked Splatoon 2. Yeah, what what's this all about? So someone, um, essentially, they ha- there are cheaters and they're hackers, and someone hacked so good, and they had specific names, so that the top players read, "Please add anti cheat." Ah. So when you're looking at the top players of the top ranking, they have an impossibly high score. Of up to 2,809. And it reads, please add anti-cheat. <laughs> so they're like 
helpful griefers. Yeah, so it's a griefer that's just trying to get the message across. He, he, we've got, we've got the the hacker's statement. They used a anonymous account, or rather a what do you call it on Reddit when you make a new account just for the heck of it. Uh, it says Splatoon Two is a game that I love so very deeply. Despite having its connectivity issues, I think it provides a healthy and competitive environment for all players. It advocates strategy and a strong sense of teamwork. It is because of this everyone enjoys Splatoon and enjoys the fun of fighting for a rank or league position. However, this will not be true as long as there are cheaters lurking around. I've never, pl- I've never personally played the first Splatoon, but I heard how bad it was being overrun by cheaters who tamper with the game and impose unfair advantages on others. I at first was relieved with that the Switch had a decently strong security system. Perhaps that's what the development th- team thought as well. Yet it doesn't justify removing all security measures from the first game and leave the game and its players completely defenseless to ill-purposed griefers who mod their game to victory. Uh, I figured that someone needs to deliver a message to Nintendo and a loud one. Nintendo, you're welcome to ban my console at any time. My purpose was to call attention to the current issue that plagues the game, and I've done that. But my message is, please make protecting your players the top priority. Please add anti-cheat. A, a strong... It's like the the hero we need. <laughs> I actually heard... This reminds me, the Switch in general has been, like, cracked a bunch. Like, people have figured out how to add their own avatars, and so some people are adding, like you know, hentai and stuff to their display pictures, which show up in games, apparently. So it's like people are figuring out how to to crack it open and, like, impose their own (laughs) will upon the people. Which which is, like, I think it's a good... I was going to say, it's just, it's a symptom of a huge player base, and that is a good thing for Nintendo. (laughs) That's true. They just need to, like... See it and be on top of it and then fix it. Okay. Well, I think we're ready to talk about Magic the Gathering. But before we do, I just want to say, if you, you, yes, you, I'm not talking to Adrian or Michael, I'm talking to you. If you could review and subscribe, tell all your friends how much these three guys hate Magic the Gathering or love Magic the Gathering, you won't know until we talk about it. But... (laughs) It's definitely a polar op end. It'll... It's it's got to be one of them. <laughs> We're not neutral. So yeah, if you want to tell your friends, a review it probably helps because then you're telling strangers, and it could be your opinion. A review, you could be like, oh, they're three stars. You could be neutral about us. <laughs> We're happy uh, with only only sweeping statements. Only zero or one or five. Yes, that's... and just just horrible or amazing. That's I'm it. Gonna go or one further. star, but amazing. Or five stars and horrible. I'm going to go even further and just say we only accept five stars. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> well, that's the weird thing. If you want to suggest a game, you got to do a five star review. Otherwise, it doesn't show me. It's confusing. But that's actually one way you can you can tell us. You can suggest us a game uh, because in a few seconds, I'll tell you what the uh, viewer, the audience, suggested game that we're going to be playing next. Uh, but yeah, you can suggest us the game for after that. By going on our Facebook, or I think leaving have, a review. Yeah, leaving a review. Do you have Twitter yet? Yes, I do have Twitter, but it's not. I'm not really like. I need to get in the habit of posting on social media. But if you do want my Twitter, I'll give it to you right now. I don't really repost anything. I just keep in keep in touch with Smite News, basically. Uh, but I'm at 
Leota 18, so capital L-E-O, capital D-A 18, the number 18. Oh, there we go. Uh, but otherwise, No Time to Grind is on everything, on Facebook, YouTube, and the podcast you're listening to. All right, does someone want to say what the next game is? Yes, the next game is another Mario game. I've realized we've done like three or four at this point. So many Mario. But it's not over. We need to cover every generation of console <laughs> at some eventually. Uh, so we're going on to Super Mario Sunshine. I want to just add that this was an audience suggestion. That's we, true. We didn't go, I want to play more Mario. You told us to play Super Mario Sunshine. Thank you. If you got a problem with that, you've got to suggest the next game. I'm looking forward to playing the... Because if we're going through all consoles for Mario, I'm looking forward to the CDI Mario. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. There are things that people don't want to hear. Never, ever, ever. Or Virtual Boy Ooh. Mario. Yes, but we we can only play that with the actual hardware. So someone send us three <laughs> uh, Virtual Boys and we'll get on it. Uh, just before we move on to Magic the Gathering, though, I just want to say thanks for 30 episodes. We're still going. Um, thanks, it's, guys. It's, yeah, thanks heaps. It's awesome that we uh, get to keep doing this and we've noticed the numbers going up. We know people are interested. People are listening. People are engaged and discussing, which is a part of the fun here at No Time to Grind. So thank you so much. Would you like to know the history of Magic the Gathering? Yes. Magic the Gathering has been around since 1993. It is older than me and Matt. <laughs> yep. Younger than Adrian by a year. Yes. So you now know how old we are. You're welcome. Matthew the Gathering. <laughs> uh, they, Richard Garfield was he doesn't working like at Mondays. University of Pennsylvania when he started designing the game. And uh, in 1991... The CEO of Wizards of the Coast, uh, like, met him to discuss a new game made by Garfield. And it seems like they were like, oh, hey, this magic game is, like, pretty good too. Like, tell us more about that. And it's since become apparently the most popular trading card game. It's the original trading card game, aside from, I guess, like, baseball cards and football cards. But it's, like, a proper game. Uh, 20 million players as of 2015. And you know what I say of those 20 million players? Go and play Hearthstone. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, straight out. (laughs) Magic the Gatherings. Okay, no, okay. I know why 20 million people love it, uh, but I I feel like it's being left behind. You think it's a little outdated? You think... Okay, okay. Well, it's good you mentioned Hearthstone because I wanted to re- like talk about how this, like, it is the original, you're you're right. And because of that, coming into it at this point, I was like, this just feels like a, not stripped down, but like a very straight, like, it just feels like every other card game in kind of the way, like it's just your standard card game. Like, it has similar elements to Pokemon, the trading card game, which I have experience in same with hearthstone um and it 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 just feels like it must be like the dota of like card games where like dota came first but then everything else kind of did something similar but twisted it and now going back to it 
would be like because it doesn't strange. have that twist. It seems yeah, it like... just seems like your standard card game. The Gathering is what I want to feel like I want to call it. But in the same turn, I feel like it's while uh, it's the original, it's the vanilla that everything has drawn from. It's also overly complex. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I I feel like I don't know if it's was. Always, like if you were to get, grab a deck from 93, it would be this convoluted. I don't think so. But I, so I'm going to relate it to another card game that I've played. You guys remember Yu Gi Oh? Yes. Like, you yeah. remember how simple and fun and you were a child and it was good? Uh, so I picked up a deck of Yu Gi Oh a few months ago to play with my partner. Uh, and it was the most complicated piece of crap. And you had to just keep track of everything. And you had one card that was both a spell and a creature which kind of makes more sense in a Magic the Gathering sense but not in Yu-Gi-Oh! I tell you now it doesn't make any sense in Yu-Gi-Oh! and you had to keep it one here on the right in between your discard and you're playing, and it didn't make any sense, and it was just convoluted and complicated, but you could win in three turns if you were playing against someone who wasn't playing this convoluted deck and I kind oh, of, yeah. I feel like that's what happens with Magic the Gathering as well, I feel like you know, it used to be simple, but then they tried to make it modern and make it complicated, and that's not good. <laughs> like, like they've, like it's kind of they're like, okay, we're doing a new expansion. It's 2010, 20, It's two thousand and three. We've been around for ten years. New expansion. Let's add a new mechanic, uh, and then that mechanic stays around and kind of like is like something else you got to keep track of and all the other stuff you yeah. got to keep track of. And then it's twenty thirteen, and they're like, it's twenty years since we started. Let's add another mechanic. That we've we've know we've added six more, but it's still gonna go on top of everything else. It feels like the word I want to use is finicky. Like I found like when we were playing each other, it was just like okay, like because he pulled the two latest or a couple of the latest decks from like twenty seventeen. No, we were playing the twenty eighteen decks. Like I, I think it was what, second sun control or something like that. And then there was a vehicle one. Uh, should should we get the names? <laughs> yeah, uh, so I had an aggro deck I was using, which I liked. Um, but it just feels like there's so many, like, keywords now. And, like, oh, what does this mean? Like, we, you played a card marker that was, like, death touch or something. I'm like, okay, I kind of, like, understand. Like, just hearing the word makes me go, okay, I kind of get a feeling for what it does. But that doesn't help me understand the actual technical like how it actually plays. It's like, okay, well, what does that actually mean? It obviously kills things. Yeah. But like, okay. what does that mean? Okay, just real quickly. So, Adrian was mostly playing Hazaret Aggro. Uh, Michael did a bit of Vehicle Rush. Yeah, so Adrian tried Second Sun Control, but oh, it, that was oh. way too complicated. And then the last one I think Michael played at the end was Counter Surge. Yeah, yeah. and that. Felt like it started well, but I this brings about the whole thing of like the luck. Yeah, how you can how you can mulligan. I don't think does that. I feel like that almost shouldn't be a thing, but it, apparently it's a well established rule now that yeah you've got a bad hand, which means that they're admitting that there can be quite a lot of luck involved, and you've drawn bad cards. So we'll forgive you but, for that. It's like, why is there that much luck in it then? But the same holds true for Pokemon. Yeah, for I think any other the only, game. I think the only card game that that wouldn't hold necessarily truth 
for is Hearthstone, and that's because the energy, the mana, is separate to the cards that you have. So I think that's kind of, it's almost like a, it's a given when you have the guns and the ammunition in the same deck that you might have to redraw a new hand. But see, one of the things we couldn't figure out is uh, the mulligan when we were playing like full version was yeah. your entire hand, whereas a mulligan for like uh, Magic's Gathering jewels and for like a Hearthstone, everybody can just look at their cards and go, okay, I don't want that one, that one, and that one, but I do want these ones. I feel like if you're going to have mulligans, have it open to that to that choice rather than just be like, new hand. So I've gotten bad luck. Let's roll the dice again. Mm. It's, it's like I, I think Hearthstone and Jules have found that balance where you go, yeah, you're not going to like your hand, but you might like something from it. Well, yeah. see, you, you say that Magic Jules has some idea, but I tell you what, Magic Jules sucks. Oh, my God. sucks so much. Can we just move on from like Jules and just say all of the online options that I tried that are legit, right? Things like cockatrice was one there's um another one like x mage or something they're like fan made i imagine they're not official so i'm gonna yep. s- push them aside but oh, magic the, other- the gathering what online is also bad like absolutely no new player um introduction like it's like okay i understand make it like if it's if it's locked behind ten dollars and you need to actually pay money for the things that's fine it's for tournaments it's for collecting um, but it does have a free trial, and I feel like the free tri- trial should introduce you to the game. No. <laughs> but it doesn't. It's just <laughs> why, like... Why would you think that? The free Adrian? trial is just like a throw it into throw you in with a player, and you start playing. I was like, oh, I don't know how to play. So that game very quickly got uninstalled from my computer. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well, the next best option is duels, um, which is better. It actually plays like an online card game, but it's broken as hell. <laughs> uh, it teaches you fairly well, like, but no, no, I disagree. And okay, why is this that? was one of the points I was going to say because it says like, "Hey, I'm going to teach you this game. Let's start with step five. And I'm like, "No, no, no, no. Can you st- teach me chronologically? Can you like it? Magic Jewels, like, it doesn't even teach you. Like, if if you were, let's say, you're very simple and you just you accept what happens to you, you don't learn." Magic Jewels never says you start with seven cards because it does it automatically, and that's fine. But I would like it when it's teaching me to say every person starts with seven cards, and that's the first thing that it should tell me. Or it can quickly, before it tells me that, it can quickly cut in and say you win like this, and then it goes from the start because it it throws you in the like it, just, just in the how middle the cards work yeah. rather than so like you attack, the win condition and then you defend and then you okay good luck and you're like okay and so you do this weird campaign this is a quick review of magic duels and why i hate it <laughs> and so it gives you in this quick campaign and you're like okay this is nice but i don't want to play a campaign per se like a campaign is good and it would be a nice way to earn cards which i'm pretty sure it is but I just want to duel a robot just to get the gist of magic. That's the whole point. I've only yeah. got a fortnight. I don't have time for a campaign. I've got to play the game. And so it's like, okay, you make a deck. It doesn't give you a deck. you got to make one. You don't oh. know if you're doing a good deck or not. Who knows? Let's guess. All right. I just literally did autofill. Okay, cool. And then I got in 
And the AI kicked my ass. Yes. The AI on easy, like, um, still whoops, whooped me every time. Because, Even when I was like, okay, this is a good hand. I feel like I'm making a good play. No. And then it's like, here are the exact cards I need to counter you. Yep. It's, oh. they counter you perfectly. I, I, I'm even at a point where I'm like, I, uh, should I call it shenanigans? Is Magic Duel's AI like cheating? Because is their hand whatever the hand needs to be to beat you? Yeah. In order for you to buy like cards? More cards. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is that what it does? Like, that's how bad it is. I, I mean, I can't say for certainty. I have not played enough to test. I could still be a bad player. In all honesty, in all honesty, <laughs> I think we all are bad players. Like on the grand scheme of things. Oh it's... yeah, we're definitely so. Like I said, of those, you know, I mentioned the decks, and so second sun control, and I'm pretty sure like counter surge, and even vehicle rush. I'm pretty sure they're supposed to be complicated decks uh, for people who want to like. So I played. Uh, Hazard Agro and Michael played Vehicle Rush, and at the start, I think I got him down ten life points. Yeah, but but he won because it was a slow setup, and it, you know it worked with the mechanics, and it was good. That was probably uh, the best game. Yeah, out of everything I played, not just that I won. I felt like there was a good balance. No, I I feel yeah. like it was one of the best games that I played as well because it it was also I find that too much in this game, like. I feel like I would be su- not surprised if I went into a competitive, you know, your local game store and people only play three rounds of Magic the Gathering <laughs> because by the third round, they know who's going to win. Like, I would not be surprised if that was the thing because it seems like nine times out of ten, it the winning person is on 20 life points. Yeah. Or, or above five, 15. It's very one-sided. Like, it feels like once you get on a roll... It's hard to stop it because you can just block, like, you can just keep killing their, like, if you wipe their monsters, they can only put one down. I mean, if it's late game, you can do more. But if you've already put down a bunch of monsters, generally it felt like you, like they put down one, like you wipe their monsters. So now you have free access to their HP. You, um, They put down one and you will still have like three. So you just wipe their one and then use the rest to attack their HP. And now it's like you're on the back foot, but like both feet are backwards. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just, it felt like there was no, you'd have to have like the perfect card in your hand. It's like, okay, well I could wipe one of your creatures and then I have just enough mana to summon two so that I can block your next attack. Like the comeback, there's no, there's not much comeback mechanic. Me and Matt had a really good, like me and Matt had the best game where it was close to the end and I was disappointed I lost but I was like well this is probably the best game because like one card difference would have been the difference in who won yeah because we were both playing the aggro deck yeah and for the first three turns we're just like the same moves (laughs) yeah like I cast the sorcerer I cast the sorcerer I play a mountain I play a mountain you nuts. I, I play the desert that damages you, and then you do yeah, it back. Yeah, and then I play the, the desert too. <laughs> um, so, speaking of convoluted, I've got two examples of cards that I 
have found in my research because I wanted to research this game because there's a lot of things that I, that we couldn't see because ultimately we settled on tabletop simulator. Yes. And it's kind of very hard to like build a deck with that. Um I, well, have, that's the thing. Let's just talk about building decks. I don't want to build a deck. I'm a new player. I want a deck given to me that's like this deck is good for um like solid just build monsters and attack. This one's good for control. This one's good for like just using spells because that's what it felt like the water deck we were talking about was because I had no monsters come up for like five turns and I think I even mulliganed my hand and I was like, there's, yeah, I'm just getting controls and I don't know how to use them properly. I just want to know how to like, I feel like the beginning when you're learning should just be like, this is, um, here's a monster deck that you use to summon monsters and kill them and there's a few statuses to help you learn that this this word means this. Like, here's a haste. Here's a fl- like flying. I, I, at least on magic jewels was kind of weird because it's like they attack twice, but once first, and then not. And so, I don't want to build a deck when I start playing. I want a deck given to me that's like here's a three or f- four options that are different play styles that are simple, but will have room for expansion. And did it didn't we try like any of the planeswalker decks? I th- think that is what we did play. We did end up using those, okay. Because apparently they are the introductory decks for people oh, who want no. to know basic strategy. We did not use the Planeswalker deck, sorry. Okay. I did read somewhere that, and I don't know if this is an America thing or what, but if you go to a store that's stock, and again, I don't know if I read it incorrectly, if you go to a store that stocks magic, you can ask for a free learner's deck. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that as well. I don't know if it, like, I've heard it a lot. I think I even heard it officially from Wizards. But again, I think that might be an American thing because I just can't see any Australian local game store giving anything for free. Yeah, yeah. Well, the local one here in town, uh, I think I was, I think I missed it because I went away. They had an open day and they gave away free decks. You should have got, huh? Yeah, and I was like, ah, oh. <laughs> I could. And they were like, they were teaching people how to play. We're also speaking of bad timing. We are off by a. Week because they uh, announced the 2019. Stuff. Yeah, they just released it. Um, yeah, and I was like, damn, that would because I'm pretty sure by the looks of the box I saw, it's two decks. That's I'm, what that's what this game needs. It yeah. needs a little more. That, they do have that like two deck thing that starter pack. That's but like they need like Pokemon again. I'm referencing games I've played. Pokemon has like I feel like Pokemon invites new players, whereas Magic's like. If you if you'll learn it, you, if you're gonna to want to play it, you're gonna to want to play it. You'll learn anyway. Where like it should have like a like Pokemon has double decks where it's like oh you're two people who want to learn to play together. Here's two starter decks in a box set um, and, and some cool tokens. Yeah. Whereas like I, I don't know if this is a thing Magic has, but it it wasn't easily accessible in my you know like it wasn't in my face as a new player. Like maybe Magic Jewels to be like hey new player you can buy mm. a, a learner's deck or like. Magic the Gathering online. It's just, it feels like Magic the Gathering caters towards people who, at least their online options, yeah, people who are already in um, and not people who want to start learning. Because here's the thing, despite all this, I started, like, once I figured it out and we were having smooth-ish kind of games, it is kind of fun. I like, I enjoy trading card games that are, like, 
physical card. Like Hearthstone, I, I I had fun with, but I wouldn't pick up permanently because it's not real cards per se. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I enjoy collecting cards, having cards, playing cards in my hand. Um, and Tabletop Simulator is the closest we could get with Magic without... Because um, that's kind of what we're doing was playing online because we're trying to play with people who aren't all in the same area. Yeah. Um, and that, that's part of the review here. It's like their online um, experience for new players is not uh, good. a good it's one. Not, not friendly. Uh, I think it even... It sounds like that the online from what I've like read is it's just supposed to get people to buy even more. And it's like, well, why would I buy an online pack that will be deleted in a few years when I could permanently have real cards? And I think that's the takeaway that I have from this. Like ultimately I know I should be saying this at the end, but I'm going to say it now is that it's like, it's a really good system with a few convoluted cards, but, to get the cards in the first place seems a bit too expensive or difficult, essentially. Like the the um, the open day that you mentioned, Michael, sounds great, but I feel like that's not Magic the Gathering run, like Wizards of the Coast run. That's your local shop run. Yeah, but they apparently they get sent out like welcome. Like if you're a retailer, you can ask for welcome decks to have open days and things like that. Um, so they do try and help out, I think, the retailers. But mm. I feel like it very much is, it's the kind of thing where I am interested by it. Like, I have enjoyed playing it because I like trading card games. Yeah. And I feel like it would be best played in person. I don't think anything we tried, even through Tabletop Simulator, was really giving it, like, a good, like a, like a good chance and it was we'd never got the authentic experience. Yeah. yeah, I did want to do that. I did want to go physically and get cards, but I didn't really have the time to like. Even if it was free, I didn't have the time. Uh, but I was gonna say, but my takeaway from this, like, it's a good system. So my takeaway is that if I'm ever in a situation now where someone goes like, "Hey, do you want to play Magic: The Gathering? Uh, I've got a spare deck. I can just go. Yeah, let's like I'll play with you with your." Like, I assume second best deck because you're not going to give me the first. <laughs> uh, and then play. Like, it would be interesting. And I think it's going to change, you know, because it, it is a big population. And this whole time, I feel like I've been an outcast of <laughs> all of these players, which is funny because, like, you would think they're the outcasts. But when you're a nerd, you want to be a better nerd and you want to get into the magic. Um, but now I feel like, or at least I can spectate now. Before, I would not have been able to spectate at all because it is it is a complicated system to wrap your head around. <laughs> I've got this. The concept of a second main phase confuses and angers Lur. Yeah. yeah, what the... <laughs> I'm still not completely certain on how that works. Yeah, magic duels, it, it kind of forces you... like it tricks you into doing everything in your first phase, right? Where in reality and in game and what the bots do is say, if you don't have a creature that has haste, um, never play that on your first phase, essentially. Like, of course, there's going to be a hundred different reasons of when to do this and that. But most of the time, 
it's like you want to play your creatures that don't have haste on your second main phase because that way if there was if there was an attack phase your opponent wouldn't be able to put that tactic in their mind so basically you keep that information until the last minute okay ah. Ah, yeah, ah. and this is a problem that I was scared of from the start was I wanted to get the Magic the Gathering experience but accessible online and uh, Magic Jewels is not that that game because it teaches you okay, obviously it's a different mechanic they've been going for a long time so they probably have different ways it's like I know Pokemon changes rules over like every uh, season and every season, every gen, I guess. And so different cards come out that are different powerful. Like old cards are just, even the strong cards are weak now and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I, I wanted to play Magic the Gathering, probably if, if there are different versions, the latest 2018's version. And Magic Jewels is different. Even the mulliganing, mulliganing? <laughs> even the mulliganing was different because it was like, I was like, we literally started playing and I was like, okay, I, I, I mulligan, I'm like, okay, I, I don't want this hand. I'm going to, how do I choose different cards to get rid of? And you're like, no, you don't do that. I'm like, that's what I learned. I've learned a different game than you guys have learned. Um, and I've like, obviously I've learned around that now, but it, it, it's not as like, it's true. Even not necessarily the mechanics of the game, but getting into the game is convoluted and finicky. Sorry. I'm, I'm just still stuck on the thought that they should uh, release Highlander Seven: The Mulliganing. It, it just it just <laughs> sounded really good as a. <laughs> so I wanted to quickly. Uh, I was I started saying this a, a while back, but I just want to say two cards that are so convoluted to illustrate the point that we're trying to make. All right, um, and. Uh, now I want to th- talk about Pokemon g- cards. <laughs> <laughs> so, Magic. Magic the Gathering. <clears throat> so these two cards. The first one, Dead Ringers. Its description is this. Destroy two target non-black creatures unless either one is a colour, the other isn't. Uh, sorry, what? Uh, what? <laughs> did you just give me a tongue twister or a riddle? <laughs> Destroy two target non-black creatures unless either one is a color the other isn't. Okay, Duh. hold on. Wait, okay, 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 okay. So kill, kill two creatures that aren't swamp. <laughs> yeah. Un- unless they're the same color. Yeah, that's it. You got it. I mean, uh, I I want to think that obviously they've done. <laughs> they've been doing this for twenty plus years. They know what they're like. That's they've thought about it. They were like, this is the best way to ride it. But it still sucks. <laughs> um, okay, the next one, Baron's Unmaking. Okay, this one is a instant. So, return target permanent to its owner's hand if that permanent shares a color with the most common color among all permanents or a color tied for most common. That was a sick rap. <laughs> I'm putting a beat to that, and you're gonna you're gonna be the new Do rap it. god. Do it. I don't care. Return target permanent to its owner's hand if that permanent shares a color with the most common color among all permanents or a color tied for most common. Now that one makes more sense. Like you can kind of, okay, I get it. But still, the 
phrasing of it? What the hell? Return target permanent to its owner's hand if that permanent shares a colour with the most common colour among all permanents or a colour tied for most common. What do they mean by permanence? Permanent is like a permanent creature or an artefact. What does that mean? Like a creature. A permanent. He's a permanent creature. So just a creature is permanent by default? Yeah, they're called permanents. Some, That's the so other thing. Basically, uh, yeah, there's a lot of terminology. So basically, and I honestly could have this wrong because there's so many things. But it's, um, yeah, if it goes on the board and then it stays on the board, it's a permanent. Okay. Until it dies? Yeah. Okay, cool. I think I get it. It, it has a problem as well that we don't, we're struggling to even understand some of, the terminology for the rules. So I felt like when we were playing, so like vehicles, using vehicles where we're using them the right way, even with mana, yeah. with cards that generate mana when they're tapped instead of just existing as mana. Is mana, yeah, does mana exist at all times as long as it's in play or does it only exist turn to turn? Like, Little things like that I wasn't understanding, so I was going like, okay, well, that says it can generate manager if I use energy, and so I've used energy to get the mana. Do I now just have an extra piece of mana, or is it only for this turn? And it's not... It does. It's not simple. <laughs> I it, feel like... Yeah. It's just this, like, barrier of, like, okay... I understand how the game works, but then it's like, what does this new word mean that I've never seen before? I have to go look it up. Like, we did a lot of going like, oh, what does that mean? Okay, look it up. Oh, can we, like, do I have to man the vehicle? If my vehicle dies, does my character, does the person yeah. who's manning it die yeah. as well? And well, you have to like, look that up. Even even the terminology, why can't they just, ex- like, have the description? Like, for example, scry, two. So you've got these... Two words, scry, two. But can't they just say, pick up the two next cards from your library and then put them back down in any order? Is that you, what scry means? I did yeah, not know. You, you get, you get, <laughs> yeah. So that's exactly the thing. Or flying. Like, sure, maybe flying is a good descriptive because it can fly, but then just say, this can it, like can't, cannot be blocked by creatures that aren't flying. Like, just yeah, you that. need you need established knowledge to, to understand yeah. the instructions. Whereas something like Yu Gi Oh, I remember the cards basically always tell you what you need to do. They say like this move means they can do this exactly. Not like ah, oh, you've activated my trap card. That means it's a flibbit, and then you know what a flibbit is. It would just say, "Oh, you've activated a trap card." A lovely Rick and Morty word, by the way. Is that? Is I don't that know, a Rick it just sounds like something Rick and Morty would say. But you know what I mean. <laughs> other games, ex- other games do explain it, and okay. yeah, this one has too much assumed knowledge on the player's part. Yeah. Like, According to Urban Dictionary, a flibbit is the act of flatulence while submerged underwater. But please continue. <laughs> <laughs> You've activated my flibbit. <laughs> You've activated my flibbit, my merfolk flibbit. <laughs> oh, God. That's the name of the spell. Yeah, there's a lot of... it. Again, I think it just comes from the fact that they're not catering towards new players. 
they're catering catering towards like uh, twenty million established players who know what flibbit means. I think they are leaning way too heavily on the fact of of the community. And don't get me wrong, the community is great. I've seen it. I haven't interacted with it, but I've seen it, and it's good. That's it. And it's relying heavily on the idea that when you go, hi, I want to buy this deck, that you say, I'm new. Can you teach me as well? And then the game store guy goes, yeah, I'll teach you. It'll be fun, and I can teach you everything, and you can learn, and it'll be a nice moment. But there's not much in the way of, like, if you just want to take this home and try to figure it out on yourself, good luck. Like, it's... Maybe the starter decks, maybe those cards that no one would use in a tournament, maybe they do spell it out. Nah, because even on Magic Jewels, it was all the same. Like, it's, like, keywords... My- but still, that's it, uh, that, that's the thing. Are these online ones we're trying to play? They don't do a good job of. So, like, if Hearthstone existed, I'd be like, "Yes, the online version taught me how to play that. I loved it." You know, the online versions of Magic Gathering do not want make me want to play Magic. Playing tabletop simulator with you guys made me want to play Magic. Yeah, that's that's what it is. It's sad when the best magic online is Tabletop Simulator, which is technically illegal. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of pirated, I guess, in a way. But I, I have a feeling they rely more, yeah, like you said, on the community. Like They're not expecting three random people, us three, to pick up the game and try and learn it together. They might expect more like, oh, hey, you play Magic the Gathering. I want to learn it. Can you teach me? And they go, yeah, I already know all the terminology so they can explain it as they're going. It feels like there's no love for those who are just like, hey, you guys, we're like, because we all, we're all big nerds. We like trying nerdy shit even though we're like, it might not be our cup of tea. Like Magic the Gathering um, is good. Um, but I feel like it's too out of our league. But we tried it because it was like, it's what other nerds do. Yeah, and and like I said, now I'll be able to like participate in some form, so that's a good thing going on. I want to quickly talk, and by quickly, I mean I don't, I don't know how much time we have. I haven't looked, but I want to quickly talk about both law and design of this game. Okay, now quickly, the law is, in my opinion, coming from an outsider, is the stupidest like thing because okay. right so you're a plane walker or whatever and you can like literally you pick another dimension and take monsters out to fight each other that's cool that's a cool thing but what it should do and i don't know if it does do this it could do it but it's never been like explicitly told to me and i have looked it up so it needs to be at least too hidden or too complicated but this multiverse they should refine it so that there's only a few multiverses because every card, like every new deck you have, has it almost has no relation to the last deck. And like you get these characters, you get these people. Like I saw in one of them, in one of the decks we had, there was like this person, this character called Chandra. And it's like 
but what does Chandra matter to the law of the universe? Like, are they anything? Like, what is the universe of magic? Because to me, there's all these storylines, like about a prison to entrap a like monster or something. That's cool. But when there's infinity, you know, universes that you're pulling these monsters from, they're you've spread the narrative too thin. Yeah, like it's just like, oh, yeah. it doesn't I don't care about that universe because it's just a monster pooling device rather than a interesting lore world and you're like, I pulled this character because of this. If you were playing if if you were role playing Magic the Gathering, could you do that? Like both of you sit like we could sit down and be like, I'm a planeswalker, you're a planeswalker, we're going to battle and then like I summoned this boy because he can eat Eat your ass. This is this is Jeffrey. He can do this, and I have brought him here to do that to you. I would love. I don't know. Magic Arena is coming. I wanted to play that, but I didn't get any codes. Oh well, that's coming. It's supposed to be more of like a Hearth. Like they're trying to make it more casual. I don't know. My understanding is they're trying to make it more like Hearthstone and Gwent, where it's like it's better to play as a casual player. I don't know how true that is, but that's what it seems like. I would love if that was more lore-based, like it tells you the story and teaches you the game. Because um, it's just so hard to get interested. Man. Like, I, I think I'm sitting in the same place as Matt where it's like, this is a fun game. I don't personally want to pursue it. I'm glad I learned it. So if someone's like, Hey, you want to play a game of magic? I'll be like, yeah, man. I mean, you'll probably need to prompt me on a few things, but I'm like down to play. I'm just not down to um, get into it. This is one of those. This is one of those games that we've played, uh, sort of, quite a few times now. I remember in- instances of this where I'm going. I'm enjoying this. I think because I enjoy trading card games so it's making me want to play hearthstone or even because we used to play pokemon trading card game or it's reminding me of playing Yu-Gi-Oh as a kid it's actually giving me like some nostalgia but then like frustrating me so much where it's like magic the gathering uh online games a good marketing tool for every other card game (laughs) <laughs> yeah it it makes me want to play other trading card games because i know them um it doesn't make me want to have to learn it i was just gonna say i think it's i think it's that design though because like pokemon you got pokemon you got hearthstone you've got the world of warcraft you've got like these worlds like Yu Gi Oh is a bit more loose and then magic the gathering is just all these insane things that don't really stick as much. Like, even now I can think, and I haven't played Hearthstone in ages, and I can still think, well, at least there's, like, those Murloc guys, and there's, like, a whole theme of them. Whereas this, it's like, ah, Sky Pirates. I'll give Arena, uh, is that what it's called? Yeah, imagine when that releases, I'll probably pick it up and give it a go. And if it is more uh, new player and user friendly, then who knows? Maybe I'll. And if it's a mobile version, Magic Jewels has a mobile one. But again, 
the game is broken. It took me so long to get it working. You had to, I had to disable all my external, like other controller drivers. Because oh. uh, it was just like accepting, like it was assuming I was just inputting like up all the time or something. I had to disable that to work. But if Magic Arena is user-friendly, works, um, and is a little more interesting, that might be a game I pick up and we play again and be like, hey, do you want to go play a game of this? Or even if I like somehow come into, like, if my grandma says, I've got like these 50,000 cards of this Magic the Gathering, a thing that I don't understand, and got it over my course of living. Do you want them? I'd be like, hell yeah. Because they cost so much, the cards. Yeah, I wanted to know how much, because the, the place where I saw this these new decks, I was like, oh, I might actually get that. But they didn't give a price. So I'd, I'd like to, like, I'd, even now, I'd still like, the thing I want to do next from this game is to try a physical, like playing it physically with like in person with actual cards. But I feel like once I do that, I'll probably pack it away and never use it again. They just never use it again. Well, the Challenger decks does it say doesn't have a price on them? I was having a look at uh, EB Games, which are probably the major games retailer in Australia. At least you have them in Canada. They're owned by GameStop. If you're in the US, they have varying prices, starting at sort of fifteen dollars for Core Set 2019 deck. Which is pretty good, fifteen bucks. Or you can pick up dual decks, which are you get two decks straight out of the box for about thirty dollars, and they're balanced to play each other. And I think they also can be put together. So once you understand the game, I think they're going now. You can build like a better deck out of these two, but they're like equally balanced against each other. So you can have repeat games. And one isn't more overpowered. So yeah, between fifteen and thirty dollars for your all your starting stuff, but then quickly up to like sixty five dollars for like the like the core sets and things like that, and the bundle sets. But it, like anything, it's a, it can be as an expensive hobby as yeah. you want it to be. That's true. I do want to get a 2019 deck just because the new design that they did, I think, for this year is so sexy. The design that we <laughs> I've I've used for the album cover for this episode, very sexy design, very good. So I might get that just for like a a thing that exists. Yeah, I got a magic deck, scrap, but I got it. <laughs> uh, okay. But after all that, after all that discussion. What do you guys think? And we haven't even, we haven't really touched upon this at all. Is this a game for a busy gamer? Not yet. Um, no, no, because oh. no, you got to work so hard to get I it. I think Mike, Michael said no. That's a perfect way to put it, and I'd agree. Not yet. Like it's absolutely not a good game for a busy gamer to learn. I feel like if you already know everything, the games didn't go that long, really. Like. I mean, we oh, have they can one be over game. so quickly. Yeah, that can be over in like six draws. That's like six turns. What about a deck manager who will make you a deck for only 5% surplus? That's his fee. And then he makes the deck for you. It's a very good deck. Uh, and that that 
because that's the time I, I, I see. He isn't playing it, but setting up the deck Wait, in the game. You can pay someone to build you an actual physical deck. No, no, I'm saying that there should be. Oh, that's probably a thing. It is probably a thing, but it should be a more mainstream thing. Or how about Wizards of the Coast do it for us and make the starting decks actually good? Question mark. Crazy well, I guess, idea. Or I guess, could could you be? Why couldn't we like order a welcome deck? That's what they. Should I understand do. how that's you, a very expensive, probably terrible business decision. But no, if you they, could order, they, put it on your credit card so it gets linked in some way. Yeah, but it's free. That's I, that's I, I what don't. it is. You get, uh, you go to. They should do this. You should go to magic.wizards.com and then they have a deck builder there, and you order all those cards, and then they send it to you. There you go. That's how they should do it. And then they can charge. You know, if you want a black lotus, which costs twenty seven thousand dollars, then Jesus. you can put that in your thing, and they say, "Ah, oh, yes, that'll be uh, twenty seven thousand dollars, please." Why is that so expensive? I don't know. Is it's, it just rarity or it's, power? It, it both. It is a bit of both. I think it has something to do with mana. I haven't looked too hard into it, but I think that's add all... three mana of any single color of your oh choice to your mana pool, then is discarded. Tapping this artifact can be played as an interrupt. Huh? Yeah, that does seem pretty powerful. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, this is I'll... almost. I just wanted to say this is almost like an MMO of card games, like like high barrier to entry, and like it takes a while. But once you're in it and you're in the late game, which is like understanding everything and playing and building your decks, it's like a completely different game almost. And so there's some items that are OP. <laughs> th- these are my final words. This is a good concept. It needs to be, be better suited for individuals who want to go into it on their own accord before entering the community. And then work on that law. That law is weird. And why do swamps mean death? That doesn't make any sense. Like, what? The swamps in America must be drastically different to the swamps in <laughs> Perth because the swamp in Perth is just smelly. And there's nothing dead. Yeah, I, I there's think something that... dead in there if you look hard enough. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, I I do like Michael's uh, Michael's interpretation of not yet. It's a game for a busy gamer. Like if I learned this as a teenager when I didn't have all my time eaten up and was playing it now. It'd be a different experience, but coming in now, it's just not suitable. I don't, I don't have the time to learn it, and I don't. Bec- and part of that applies to the fact that I don't want to. I don't want to learn it. <laughs> and it sounds it sounds like they're aware, and they are making appropriate steps to get new players in. Because for a long time, like I've heard about magic for years, yeah, you know, but it has seemed daunting. And so the rise of more accessible phone and online card games, I think they're going, hmm, we need to capitalize on that, not just from a business point of view, but they uh, they realize, I think, that they're becoming a bit too niche. Yeah. Probably, like it's, it's, the, it's the high level card game that you don't play unless you really want to invest you know, you learn it. It's really technical. It's hard. Um, but Wizards of the Coast are probably sitting there going to each other. Well, we're the original. We should be, we should be the best. The we go should to. be the biggest. You, go, you should be going. I want to play a card game, a trading card game, Magic. It's like the brand name one. So I feel like it's coming, but it's not there yet. So I know, we'll wait I for Arena, and we'll 
You heard Just it here first, folks. It. Put your stocks into wizards of the coast. They got it. They, they'll be good one day. They'll come through and make something amazing. You know what they should just do? They literally should just make... They should do World of Warcraft Hearthstone. They should just do that with Forgotten Realms and they should just make uh, magic Forgotten Realms themed. And then That'd that way sick. you have... And then that way you can be like, ah, oh, I don't know what to do for this Dungeons & Dragons campaign. Boom, I'll just get my magic deck. Oh, look, here you go. Boom. Campaign oh. done. And- All your characters, everything. And podcast done. That's our, that's it for the episode. Uh, thanks for listening. Let us know your thoughts on magic. I know I know some people who are big magic fans, so I'd be interested to hear their thoughts on what we think because we obviously have a completely different perspective on why, the game. Why, why don't you make us a deck? See how we go with it. <laughs> give it to us. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, give us the reviews if you if you loved it and you want to suggest a game. Check us out on Facebook. We're on Twitch as well, grindtime underscore TV, every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We played this on stream. Uh, And our next game is Super Mario Sunshine. So join us for the fun. Yahoo! Join us in Delfino Plaza. I I summon a Delfino from the Plaza Rail. Aha! You triggered my whack card. No! (laughs) Thank you very much. I've been Adrian. (laughs) I've been Michael. And I've been Matt, the planeswalker of oblivion. I'm going into exile. What does that mean? I've been tapped. <laughs> I I tap that. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> that is a hundred percent one of those cringy jokes that people uh. make, but then other people go like, "Wow." Little wow. did all of mankind know that that joke was invented in 1994 from a nerd <laughs> playing Magic the Gathering looking at an attractive going <laughs> maybe that's where it comes from maybe it's, it's... tap that <laughs>